It's the TD Fantasy. The TD Fantasy Podcast. TD Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige DeMacos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Thanks for tweeting at us and telling us that you miss us. We missed you too. Um, we're going to start off with a, uh, I'm a random topic. I'm throwing them a curveball right off the top. And that is that football is king. And the, I don't even know what the name of this league is. The American Alleg- Alliance. Alliance of American Football. Yes. yes. Correct. Yes. AAF Alliance. The yes. AAF, uh, which provided me the single greatest hit I've watched live in a football game. Which hurt because it's my boy, Marco. Yeah. And man, yeah, I have, I, I'm I, glad he's okay. I am one, what a tough SOB. Like mm. literally, I, I saw that and I was like, please get up. Please get up. Please get up. Because he's a great dude. I Great, great dude. Marco can play too. But yeah. man, what a shot. And there were some highlights from week one. I mean, the, the viewing numbers are really good. They outdid the NBA and the NHL. They, they, did, it, they did it again. Matches. They did it again in week two just on NFL Network without CBS. I think there's something to this. If they stay in the spring, they put a pretty good product on the field, even though it's a, mostly a bunch of guys you've never heard of. They're playing pretty good football. I like the general managers. I like the head coaches. There's a lot of really quality people involved. If they stay in the spring and they keep this like a minor league thing and they don't get crazy yeah. and Colin Kaepernick asking for $20 million and, yeah. you know, do what the USFL did, Keep it like it is, man. Guys want to play football. I think it would crush Canada. Yeah. 100%. They're they're making as much, if not more. And there's some really powerful stuff behind it. I, I'm kind of excited to have it in the spring. Yeah, I think that the key here is not to make the same mistakes the XFL did back in what was it, eighteen years ago now. Yeah. Was you had a lot of coaches that were either didn't have experience or all they were just doing it so they could immediately jump back to the NFL. Yeah. Dick Vermeil's not going back to the NFL. Mike Martz is not going back to the NFL. Which they lost some guys this year because they were starting in week one. They let a bunch of guys jump sure. Brad Children's and some guys left. I mean, they're not going to turn down NFL jobs to do it. You don't want to compete with the NFL at all. No. Learn, from, the, learn from those other leagues. Yeah, and by the way, they're not. They're AAF highlights on NFL.com this morning. They're yeah. very smart. And again, right. this, again, having a guy like Charlie Ebersole that is at the head of this, that has those connections to yeah. NFL and broadcasting and all that stuff that he's done at NBC, he's Dick Ebersole's kid. That, that's important, too, those connections behind the scenes. Sure. He's not the lightning rod that Vince McMahon is and was with the XFL prior and what this new XFL is going to be if it even comes to fruition next year. Uh, but the, the key here is is you do have enough names that people remember. Yeah, you know, you, you have sure. – Trent Richardson had, had a big game there. Yeah. You have enough names that people go – even if they were just college football fans, they yeah. remember having And the quarterback play has been pretty good. Yes. Whether it's the guys you know or don't know. For sure. I mean, a couple of these guys I'm not even familiar with played really well yeah. in yeah. week one or two. So the highlights were good. So you're getting good quarterback play. The Berkovichis of the world out here, of course, we know. But Berko bounced around for a couple of years. Yeah. He, can, he can get back in and be a quality two. Or, team signs him. No, I think, I think a couple of these quarterbacks yeah. end up being twos and threes, you know, moving forward and back up guys. So yeah. it's, it's exciting. I think you're going to give guys chances – they needed to develop. Yeah. Just stay in your lane and do your thing. And I think there's some. I think there's some stuff to this. And there's some room to grow here for this league. I think as they try to, you know, how, how do they make it more gambling friendly? Yeah. How do they make it sure. more fantasy and daily fantasy friendly? You know, how do they make? How do they work with the camera angles? Because that's the one thing that the XFL did well a while back. Is they had, you know, the, the, the sky cam and stuff that, that was not the NFL yeah. wasn't using then. You know, one of the, the camera angles that got really good reviews on Thursday Night Football, if you remember, a couple years back, was we called it the Madden cam. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they start right. 
dabbling in broadcasting more games with that camera angle. Don't, Just tweaking yeah. it a little bit because you still – everyone knows you're trying to be NFL light. Yeah. you got to just tweak it just a little bit to make it a little bit of a different experience than what they're normally getting. The one thing that they did that's different than the NFL that I don't think I saw one person on social media not say, we love this, was the transparency of having the review cam on the actual referee that was in the booth reviewing the play. And you heard them watch the play, discuss it, go, hey, I didn't see it clear enough and then change their mind like everybody else who's viewing the game in real time. Yeah. And it was for everybody that believes, right, which the conspiracy, the Patriots are going to always get the calls, the this, that, the, for, for all of that stuff, it's such an easy way for the NFL to shut that up. And that's why I love the NFL being it. a part of this. Whatever yes. part that they are, yeah. they're a part of it. Correct. And they want it to succeed. And I think it's not only going to be a feeder player system. It maybe it's two or three guys per team that get a shot. Maybe eight go to training camps, right? Like, like maybe a candidate type thing or, or better. Yeah. But what they can do is they can implement rule changes in the spring after the 2018 season. They can, they can implement something next week yeah. if they want to change the rules in this league. And then have it ready for training camp and see how it works. when the competition committee and the league meetings and all this kind of stuff is a month from now. I, that part of it's awesome. Yeah. They, they can they – can, What's, what the NFL has a, a damage control problem sometimes where they can't get out yes. of their own way. Yes. They can fix a lot of that stuff in advance with this. And people don't even know need to know that they're really doing it. For sure. But they can go, man, that review system is awesome. And they can get like a focus group, right, type yeah. thing Absolutely. and go, okay, what was this over, over overwhelming positive? Yeah, just yes. awesome. That part of it I love. So I think they definitely are part of it. But it just goes back to like, okay, stay in your lanes, bring in some some ownership. Some different stuff. And there's, it sounds like they've got it, got it, kind of got it together. I'm excited to have one in the spring. I agree. It's really been since the early days of USFL since something's worked. So the other thing I want to talk to you about, because you and I have talked about this quite a bit off the air, um, off the podcast, is that because of the way the CBA worked and how little time now rookies get and players get uh, in the spring and in the and in the summer, rookies get a bunch. Yeah, rookies, how little time the veterans else, the get. Vet, the yeah. veterans get yeah. correct. Um, that, and even so, like I heard Kurt Warner talking about it and he was on the first broadcast that they had on CBS and it was great. Just talking about how, how now in the NFL, there isn't, there's a lot of quarterbacks and offensive linemen that don't have the proper technique and time when they get into the NFL. Yeah, because kids are running spread offense since they're, you know, six years exactly. old. Exactly, and, and they don't have enough time. Offensive linemen especially. Yeah, I think don't. you're going to see a lot of them coming out of this league. And that's where I think you're going with this. Yeah, is, that's Yeah, it. I think you're going to get guys that play tight end in college that are moving to tackle. Yes. And they need a year or two to do it. Correct. But they might be a really good player by the time they're 26, 27, which leaves them an eight-year NFL career. They need to gain 20 or 30 pounds. They need to learn some technique. They need to learn how to run block, stuff like that. I think there's some quarterbacks from some small schools that have done nothing but play the spread. They don't even get more than a mini camp weekend chance. And a coach goes, yeah, they can throw it, but he has no clue. He's not going to make our team. He's not going to be on a practice squad. But Jeff Garcia, two or three years, you go to Canada, you develop, you learn to do those things. It's the perfect place for that kind of stuff. I think there's going to be some really, really good NFL players that come out of this. They just needed some time to develop, some time to mature, some time to change positions. Maybe it's an offensive lineman that switches to defensive tackle and has no clue what he's doing, but he's a freak athlete and can yeah. pull it off. I just I just think about how people – like everybody develops differently. You guys both know my brother. My brother grew three inches from the year he was 20 to 21 years old. Yeah. Like there's your, – your body's still developing. You're still growing. Like there's so much that can happen between that time and what we're – you know, there's five – Guys that are probably going to get drafted in the first two rounds that are 21 years old. Yeah, they're they're 
so young when they're coming out. And if they're not ready to go, if this system stays as a feeder system, right, to the NFL, yes. as, a, as we're not going to compete with the NFL, we're going to complement the NFL, if they keep it that way, I don't see how it's not successful. Well, the coaches are making decent money. So yep. The guys that are out of jobs, they'll be going back and forth fluctuating. Yeah. And guys we know, a lot but of those guys we know. But that's good, though. That's great. But that's great because they're going to have a rapport with players that when they exactly. get to those new teams, they're going to go, well, you know what? My guy yeah. on the, what was it, Birmingham Iron. Yeah. I, I think he deserves a shot in the year camp. Yeah, yeah. for and, sure. And then they're, paying, they're playing, paying the players enough money, but not too much money to, to bankrupt it or ruin this thing. Yeah. And guys are going to, if you can make a living at 23, 24 years old, making the money they're making, it's a really solid job out of college. Absolutely. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that are going to want to do that and not go to Canada and deal with stuff that they have to And they're going to be hungry. Nobody's going to this league to play to collect the paycheck. Yeah. I, no. I mean, no. I, that's, they're not making collect the paycheck money. No. You're making it, I think, that I'm, I'm hungry. Gonna, I'm going to extend my career, paycheck. try to get better, try yeah. to get to the dance. If I don't, I play. I tell young guys all the time, playing professional football for a living is not real life. No. Enjoy it while it lasts. No. When it ends, your real life begins. If you're lucky enough to do it to your 35 and you made good money, great. But you're still really young as far as life's yeah, concerned at 35. Sure. Absolutely. Do it while you can. And they're making $75,000. That's a great paycheck coming out of college. Absolutely. And you're Absolutely. only there for a couple months. I can tell you so, most people most people are not making $75,000 right out of school. No. Like 95% yeah. are not making that unless they have a connection with their family that they're going into some family business. Yeah. You're not making seventy-five grand out of school. So definitely this is a good opportunity. Yeah, definitely not out of a four-year school. Maybe out of maybe out of a doctor school. No, you're also years. probably walking out with half a million debt. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So that's the other great uh, part about the, this. The one thing I want to say before we get off this topic is this is also – they have a new rule in, in this league that I think is going to be in the NFL in the next five years, and that's the elimination of kickoffs. Yeah. So I do think they're starting to condition the audience to, okay, what happens when we just give the other team the ball on the 20 or 25-yard line after the after touchdown? Which I think is another NFL focus group type thing. I mean, yeah. they, they are behind this in some capacity, and they're behind it enough to be like, no, let's let's do that yeah. and yeah. see how it goes. I agree with you. I mean, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I think is going to be awesome to see yeah. In the spring, test and, it out. Yeah, they get the focus group absolutely. reaction of okay, let's not do that. Let's let's absolutely do that. All right, let's talk about Kyler Murray because okay, let's, uh, let, let's talk about Kyler Murray because since we have have been on our hiatus of the podcast, Kyler Murray has officially decided uh, he stuck a middle finger to baseball and said, "I'm going to play football," which I predicted quite a long time ago because I thought that this kid, because this is what happens every year in the draft, no matter what. After this combine, everybody's going to be talking about quarterbacks. Even though when I was sitting at the Senior Bowl, as I told both of you, I talked to multiple scouts from different teams, and every single scout, including ones that need quarterbacks, told me there isn't a single quarterback that has a first-round grade. But there'll but be three that go in the correct, top 20. Correct. And he'll be one of them. And he'll be one of them, right? Which and, I'm not sure – I'm on board with it all. Okay, so let's start there. I what, hate all of these quarterbacks, but we'll talk okay, about that. Okay, so let's talk about Kyler Murray. We'll get into the other quarterbacks, but talk about Kyler Murray for a second because there's short and then there's Kyler Murray, okay? Baker Mayfield has a chip and a competitive nature of which I haven't seen very much of in 20-plus years of, of covering this sport and being around it. And he's short. He's six foot. Yeah. But you could put him in situations. He's got a super quick release. Kyler Murray has a baseball release. He's 5'10", not six foot. You almost got to have him outside the pocket. And I can't, I'm not saying some of these guys can't get creative in the NFL, but I still go back to every time there's a fad and you give defensive coordinators an offseason, the next 
year, things change. If you think Lamar Jackson is going to run the read option next year and have a lot of success, it will not look like it did when they went on a six-game winning streak this year. Kyler Murray has a strong arm. Yes, he's crazy fast. He is freaking tiny. And I played with Michael Vick. I have not seen another dude like him other than Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson took a lot of hits. If Kyler Murray gets hit, he ain't making it through a season. And you can't take a dude in the top 10 and trade up to do that. It's 5'10", tiny, has a little bit of a long delivery, in my opinion. I'd love to see more of it and see it live. But a long delivery at 5'10", in a traditional seven-step drop, and 5'10 is being, being generous. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't tell get you. it. I don't get it. But we'll see when I stand I back. I think he's also getting the benefit of Patrick Mahomes' freakish quarterback play with sidearms and underhands and all right. this kind of stuff because he's also a baseball player yeah, and has some difference. Mahomes is a much more polished thrower. Oh, I, I'm not even comparing it to him. I'm just saying he's no, getting he's the benefit, benefit of the doubt from, from Baker Mayfield yeah. being there the year before yep. and transitioning oh, yeah, and yeah, having yeah. that. And Patrick Mahomes having a baseball background. This is the problem with some the of the analysis. Cat, yeah, exactly my point. This, this yeah. is some the of the problem. analysis of the NFL is absolute crap yeah. because it's well, it's the same system. Yeah. He's actually numbers were better than Baker Mayfield. He could play. Dude, you got to break it down so much farther, especially than that. in college, especially in that conference. I mean, it's it's really hard for me to, and I know I'm not. I work with the experts, right? The guys at the Draft Network watch so much tape and know these guys so well, and they're intrigued by Kyler Murray. But that's the proper word to use, right? Because they're intrigued by him because he's athletic, he's fast, he can he can throw the ball. Obviously, we know and he's got a big arm, and he's got a big but arm. It takes a little extra for him to get it going at five ten. Yes, and yeah. all the things that you brought up, including what Jamie just said and alluded to, he looked really great playing against the worst conference in defense. Period. Period. The Big 12 is terrible defensively. And he's in the same system with Lincoln Riley that we saw with Baker Mayfield, right? So he's benefiting from the fact that we just saw Baker have success. If if you break it down, and I don't have access to the film, but if I broke it down, you're going to see a lot of RPOs, tight slants, tight window throws from Baker, who has a very quick release and a very strong arm. You didn't see the same stuff. from They ran it more. Yeah, He threw it down the field more. I, I, to me, just the, the games that I did watch, and they were on TV a lot, it looked a lot different than the same thing Baker ran a, a year before. I think the context in which we're talking about this is important. Can Kyler Murray play in the NFL? Absolutely. Is he going to be a franchise quarterback? There are a lot of things in the negative column that say it's less likely than you would like to spend the top 15 pick on. Yeah. Would I? Where would you guys be comfortable? Say you're a GM, right? Realistically, or what happens to the draft? Because no, re- I'm talking realistically. Okay. I'm saying hypothetically. You don't take any. I mean, because yeah, no, multiple guys are going. Hypothetically, I'd take him off my board. Okay, that's what I thought. Not spending the first round pick on because he's not. He's not going to be there in the second or third round. So let's have yeah. a conversation past that. It makes no yeah. sense. No way, I'm taking. He's him going the first top round. twenty. I wouldn't take him in the top twenty. Where would you feel comfortable taking him? Third round. Okay. Yeah, they well, where I where I think some of these guys deserve to go. Yeah. The money is so drastically different in the second and third rounds than it is in the first. And it's so drastically different than it used to be with the old collective bargaining agreement. But I just, uh, to me, there's too much risk. And, and I think there, the NFL is as fun as it is to follow the fads. 6-4, big arm, strong guy, really smart guy that came out of a semi-NFL style offense in college that's athletic enough to move around. Yeah, There's a reason Blaine Gabbert went 10. Yeah, yeah. He fits – and checks every box. For sure. Now, he hasn't had a great career, but it hadn't been that bad. Yeah, he's also had like seven different But to go 10, I mean, Drew Locke, you're looking at the same yeah, I just kind of thing. Like There I, are major awards on all of these quarterbacks. Yeah. 
and more so than even in years past. Now, all these guys in the 20s, like I said last year, Baker at 15, I love. Yeah. Baker went one. Yeah. yeah. And maybe the Browns hit a home run with it, maybe not, but Darnold, to me, had the highest floor and the highest ceiling at the same time, and I still think that's that's going to be the case, but there's nobody like that in this draft. No. There's damn sure no Patrick Holmes in this draft. No, no. absolutely not. Uh, how about the other quarterbacks? I mean, we talked a little bit about Drew Locke, like – from a, from he what fits I, that mold I'm talking about. He fits, he fits John Elway's mold. Big, athletic, strong arm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we should talk about the He players. fits John Elway's mold. Yeah. I mean, he is – can you not see them taking him? I mean, they just got Joe Flacco, right? And they – which shuffling, is – which yeah, yeah, they just, they're shuffling the deck. They made a lateral there. move there. We'll talk about that. I think yeah. he's incrementally just, better than what Case Keenum can, has been giving him, but, like – is he that, that much better, though? Is, is Vegas he, said no. The odds went for them winning the Super Bowl down after, no, the, after that. He's not. So, no, I don't I don't think so. Um, Joe Flacco and the Ravens' offense has actually been as bad, if not worse, than, than the Broncos' offense has been in the last few years. With the last year, the I, thought, I thought Case played pretty well for them, especially with the chemistry he had with the young guys moving forward. I thought riding out with him and, and then yeah. you have him at that contract and you draft another one in the first round. He, he'd be you still got to get rid of Paxton Lynch. Yeah. So <laughs> – which which was a disaster, again a disaster from the start. Uh, Case Keenum would would fit well as a backup in Arizona, by the way. Interesting. I think I, think I like that. Interesting. If you need someone to talk with Josh Rosen, if Rosen gets banged up a little bit, the problem with that coach. is Case is a gunslinger that thinks he can play. Yeah. Oh, he, well, you, oh yeah. I mean, he ain't Josh him. McCown back there helping him out. No, but you're also like, where's our starting job for Case Keenum in the NFL right now? Yeah. Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville, maybe. New York. I mean, big up, big upgrade. Yeah, I mean, by depends. Where does Nick Foles go? Yeah, where does, how does the draft go? So let's, let's just you know, talk. Miami takes Kyler Murray. We're getting right Nick Foles goes to Jacksonville. Yeah, we're getting right. Giants take Haskins. All of a sudden, where's their where's Case Keenum? Yeah, let's talk about Haskins. I'm not yeah. sold on that one either. I'm not sold on him at all. I, I look. I watch the Giants a lot. They desperately, desperately need a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, this team is a quarterback away from being a contender. Yeah, but I just don't. I, I've watched Haskins play a lot. He's just almost like hair on fire. <laughs> the way he throws sometimes. Like he's, he, he can looks, throw it. He looks he the part. He's got the tools. But I'm just not sure he's going to be successful. Is he a guy though that you take and you let him sit for a year and then? I think you have to. And yeah. and he's and he's got the tools, right? Like he, from a, from I mean, a, you're, he's a little different than Urban Meyer's traditional guys. Yeah. Who, who's, yeah. Some guys have had some success, but none of them that early. No. He I mean, looks the part. He looks the part. But is, I think I think he'll shine at the combine because he can, okay, he can sling it and put these guys together. I love seeing them all throw back to back to back. That'll be interesting to see how it comes out yeah, of their hands. And you guys will be at the combine. Draft yeah. Network guys will be there. I'm gonna, I defer to you guys on that stuff. You know, yeah. I, I watch. I can watch these guys very closely once they get to the NFL level. I'm not pretending I'm some draft expert that is grinding the tape like Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino and those guys over there. I'll, I'll uh, take my I'll take analysis on quarterbacks yeah. against anybody. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I'm, t- I'm definitely not taking him in the top ten. Yeah. I'm not taking any quarterback in the top ten that's got to sit. Yeah. No, that's – Not not with this draft. This, de- this is defensively freaking loaded. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of guys that are – There's guys that are going right the second away. round that are going to have top 15 grades because people are going to have to take flyers on quarterbacks and some other stuff. For sure. No. So, continuing with the quarterback talk, just because there's a lot of – there's a lot up in the air, right? There's Nick Foles who yeah. could potentially – Tag and trade, right? I think I think they have to, which yeah. is what they're going to do. Right? I can't imagine they're going to have this on their yeah. books as, much, as great as he's been. It doesn't make any sense. You no. can't you no. can't do it. And I'm sorry, I, like Car- Carson, they're not giving up on Carson. You still White. have like, the same amount happen. of money basically tied up in your quarterbacks, right? Yes, but you can't have it backwards. You no. can't have a twenty million dollar backup, assuming that Wentz is going to get hurt again. Yeah, and as we talked about on our, on our show 
seven weeks ago where they said, what was the worst situation? We debated this for Carson Wentz. Is it having Nick Foles there or not having Nick Foles there? Yeah. Having him there is a worse situation. Damn sure having him there on $22 million is a worse situation. They, they have they have to move him. Look, look, Carson Wentz, for my money, was the 2017 NFL MVP. Absolutely. Even, even with the injury, I would yeah. give him over Brady. I Absolutely. Uh, so let's not let's not downgrade what Carson Wentz's ceiling actually yeah. is. I know he's injury prone. Let's also talk been. about what they wanted for Foles last year was a one. They didn't get it. Yeah. They're going to get that and then some now. Probably. Because Foles went out and did it again. Yeah. And people are going to be desperate. Yes. So you're going to get – and the Eagles plus, are probably going to start paying the plus. Wouldn't you? Anyway, wouldn't you so. rather? Okay, you guys are both head coaches in the league. Wouldn't? You, would you rather draft one of these like quarterbacks that you're totally unsure of? Yes. Or take Nick Foles? Yes, I'm taking a young quarterback. Maybe not in this draft. Yeah, the, the, the money difference. You can win a Super Bowl, and it's been proven. I've talked about it for two years on the show now. A quarterback rookie contract. You can win a Super Bowl if you hit the right rookie. They don't even have to play great because you could fill so many pieces. Yeah. Nick Foles is going to be a $22 million guy you're going to have to give a $140 million contract to. And to me, no way in hell he's that guy. Yeah, no, he's not. not. He pulls some crap out of his ass and makes some magic happen. He has been phenomenal for them. He was for two also years terrible in some regular season games. He played the first three games last year. He yeah, got off. He was off. terrible. Yeah. No, he was terrible. The Eagles were There's bad no way I'm giving him that contract. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'd take Haskins. I'd take Drew Locke. I mean, I'd take whoever I feel like is the most prototypical guy that could handle what I want to do. And if I have a solid defense, solid running game, mm-hmm. build it around that. Because you can have a superstar receiver or two. Yeah. yeah. You could have a superstar pass rusher. Or two. Or two. <laughs> defense. I mean, you can have some pieces. Yeah. And if you, you hit, if you hit a Russell Wilson and those guys, don't, they don't grow on trees, but you could hit something like that and have lightning in a bottle. I'm taking I'm doing that all day long and building my team and having Case Keenum as a backup at 10 million. Yeah. Okay, so – Ideal scenario here for Nick Foles slash a team. Where is he going? Because Jacksonville, Miami, some of these teams, they're are they gonna go? He ain't going to the Giants because they're not trading no, him in the division. No, and he's no. not going to Miami. Miami is not even gonna pretend like they're trying to win in the next year or two. Yeah, I think they're I full they're rebuild mode. Yeah, um, full rebuild. I mean, obviously Jacksonville is the obvious it seems like the obvious answer there. I just I worry about their ability to give him another contract because like Portal's contract doesn't just disintegrate into thin yeah. air. And they're paying a lot of veterans on that team. Like for one year, it makes a ton of sense to go one year. We have that defense. We bot- we completely bottomed out last year. Yeah, but you're not getting anything we, back for Bortles. Yeah. You might not even get him off. You might have a bunch of dead money there. It'll be interesting so, to see what that, that looks like. On a one-year scenario, you, but then what are you giving up? You're not giving up that much. You're not giving up no, a not one. For one year. Especially their one for yeah. uh, one year of Nick Foles. And I don't see how they sign him long-term. So where does he go then? What happens here? I don't think the market's as big as people think it is. No. Um, you got all these other teams that are talking about trading up and taking these rookies and that kind of stuff. Uh, I can't, like, like run through the teams in your head that either don't have a young quarterback or can afford it. Like, I, yeah, I mean, he's not going to Denver now. He's not going to Denver. He's not. We York, said not they're not trading him in New York. They, could, they can't do it. They Jacksonville and anymore. Miami are the two teams that you yeah, look at and I just you go, think Miami's okay, bottoming. Cincinnati. Is. Are you? Am I definitive way to say Nick Foles is better than Andy Dalton? I don't think I take Andy I Dalton so. all day and twice on I Sunday. I don't think and they've so. already got Andy Dalton on a team friendly deal. Andy Dalton's still extremely but underrated. New head coach who's yeah. young who might want to catch lightning in a bottle and thinks that he could pull that off. So yeah. that's you know you have a bunch of turnover again. 
There's just yeah, not there's not as many teams, right, as as it is being discussed about. I, I just don't that I just think your options are very limited, which might be what ends up holding them back in terms of draft compensation. Yeah. Like they might not get as much. Because who are the Jaguars have. really negotiating against? I mean that's that's the thing. For I mean, sure. If you know, Coffins are like, okay, fine, trade him somewhere else. Where are you gonna trade him? You know, we know you're not gonna keep him. Yeah. But that's the point. Like the Eagles have some leverage, but not a lot. Yeah. No, that's a good point, Jamie. Especially once they sink that roster bonus into yeah, it. Then it gets really interesting because then they, yeah. that's just going to be dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's we could talk about Nick Foles and where he could go. And we I, will. Let's listen to our shows when we start getting yeah. into the you know, full-on free agency mode because to me that's so much more important yeah. than, than the draft and so much more important that that happens before the draft. Absolutely. The absolutely. draft's great and it's all sexy and we're talking about these, but how many of them actually make an impact? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about – to uh, divas. That's that's the proper word to discuss the Kardashian clan that exists over in Pittsburgh right existed. now. Existed. Existed. Yes. Existed. Past tense. Uh, let's start with Antonio Brown because he meets with Mr. Rooney. Richard, uh, they the best thing he's done this entire process was changing his decision to not meet with him because he's he screwed this up <laughs> yes. a lot. Both yes. of these guys have yes. a number of spots. You, you meet with the guy. Be a man. And he, and he did. To he his did. credit, he went, okay, I should probably – that was bad little history. That man has paid there. you a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. That man let Emmanuel Sanders leave, Mike yes. Wallace leave. You got all those guys, San Antonio Holmes. You were, he was there with all of them. Yes. He got all their money. Yeah, he made you the guy. Yes, he did. You, you at least can sit down and talk yes. to him. So I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad he reversed course and went, yeah, you know what? Whoever got in his ear and said, mm, yeah, you, you is, go talk to that man. This has been such an interesting time watching Antonio Brown in this whole scenario, right? Because he's wished the Pittsburgh fans goodbye on social media. And he's Q&A. he's done the Q&A and he's done, you know, he's got in trouble for a domestic assault case and all this stuff going on behind the scenes. And, you know, he's still not traded, right? And they say they're going to trade him well, now. Well, they can't trade him yet. Yeah, they can't. I mean, they I guess say, they could pretend they could do what they, Denver did. But. Exactly. They, they He's still a Pittsburgh Steelers, yes. right? And you and I, I, I felt at the end of last season that although all that stuff happened, I was definitive yeah, I that I thought Antonio Brown was going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler yeah, at the start of the 2019 season. I said he was going to be gone. And Jake said he was going to be gone. Yeah, and right. now – and now, Okay, he's gone. Yeah, he's, he's gone. beyond gone. Yeah. But all that being said, what is – let's play a little, like, uh, dream scenario here from a fantasy perspective. Okay? Fantasy perspective? This is easy. Okay. Where do you want it? Indianapolis. Okay. T.Y. Hilton, Andrew Luck, that offensive line. Running game. Oh, to, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Juju is nice. Juju ain't T.Y. No. T- and they kind of play the same position, but you can move those guys around. They can get creative. Frank Reich showed me he he is more than capable of putting a damn good offense around Andrew Luck, and you all know what I think of Andrew Luck, and he showed me he's back. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The problem with that is they can't afford both. And my theory is somebody's going to swing for the fences, sign Le'Veon Bell, and trade for AB. Jets make a lot of sense there. Raiders make a lot of sense there. Those are really the only two teams that think can pull off with both. I think they're the only ones with cap space to do do both. Uh, And I don't know that the Raiders do have the cap space to do both. The Jets do. Yeah, the Jets apparently, 100%. Apparently the Colts probably do. The Colts could. The problem is Chris Ballard, the Colts, the Ursay family – Indianapolis as a whole, the way that franchise has been run for a long, long time is is anti-drama. You're not bringing the diva-type guys in. This ain't Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison. Yeah. This is the polar opposite yeah. of yeah. those guys playing with Peyton for all those years, right? Is you're bringing some drama. Yes. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens in Pittsburgh because Mike Tomlin, I think, plays a part in this. Ben plays a part in it somewhat, but you ain't losing your quarterback. No. No. 
And Ben calling people, Ben's never really changed who he is. He's became a better leader throughout the years. He didn't really know how to do it in our early years, and he didn't have to because that team had so much leadership. Oh, yeah. And neither one of these guys are leaders. No. They're outspoken diva players that are phenomenal players, but it'll be really interesting to see what happens. And what happens, well, Tomlin wants both of them gone. He's tired of dealing with the headaches. I can promise you that. This is all the stuff we see in the media. Yeah. The stuff yeah. that's behind the scenes from, from oh, outspoken yeah. guys, especially AB. Yeah. Who apparently is late, late to meetings all the time, and he's kind of become to the point like you can't treat everybody the same, or he'd never play. No, I, I think the Antonio Brown. That plays a part in where these guys end up and who, yeah. who signs and trades for them, whatever. Yeah, listen, at the end of the day, what Antonio Brown did in this offseason doesn't endear him to anybody. I mean, it's not – nobody looks at that and goes, yeah, I really want Here's that. Here's the other thing that I saw like football team. on top of that. He looked a step off to me this year. He didn't separate the way he's always separated. He didn't look the same run after the catch that he's always looked to me. They struggled to get him the ball. Yeah. Now, he had pretty good year numbers-wise. Yeah. But if he's not the same dude at twenty million dollars, no, he's a lot of money. It's a lot. If of he money. ain't the same dude at twenty million, you screwed up. He's thirty years old. Like he's not. He's Look, not. He's still a badass player. One hundred percent. To me, to my eye, watching he's not twenty six though. I watched them play a like, lot. He did not look difference. like the same guy from the last couple of years. Juju looked more impactful to me, and yes, Juju had the second corner, and they rolled the coverage. Ab, I know how the freaking league works. People don't. I don't just save all that for me. He didn't look like the same guy. Because you go back with the same coverage for the last yeah. four or five years, he was always open. Yes. You could throw a bubble with, screen. He's with taking less pass catching column around him. Yes, he's taking it to the house and everything else. So that, that brings a part into this, too, of like, are you really getting the same A.B. that you've always gotten? What Le'Veon Bell are you getting? He didn't even play. Yeah. Is he fresh or is he fat? He's, he's known for not being a workout king. Is he going to come in and pull a hamstring after you do what you got to do to get him? The Jets swinging for the fences – and taking both of these guys and giving them, you know, paying them all the money. The new head right? coach and the New, new York head media. Coach and the new media makes a whole lot of sense, right? And listen, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, although Antonio Brown's a step slower, and I agree. And although Le'Veon Bell might come back and be 80% of what he was, right, at his, at his very best, that is still such a significant upgrade for the New York Jets. That it makes sense it for does. them. The to Jets do that. need these two players more than anybody else. Exactly. They can still have T.Y. Hilton. My yeah. only concern is who is your vocal leader on offense in New York? Then? That's that. Who is going to control that? It's not Sam Darnold. No, it's not. And it's not Adam Gates. No. no. I, know you, I know you have Greg Williams there, but that's, that's not the side of the ball. It is Adam Gates. So, it's got to be Adam Gates. I mean, it has to be Adam Gates that controls that. So that would be my only concern. Now, I would say my talent level, it's, it's, a, it's a huge influx 100%. of talent in a position that you need. But I'm just, I. You know, you don't have a leader on that offense. So you don't have sure. a quarterback that thinks going to step into that huddle with those guys and tell them what to do, and they're going to go, yes. Yeah, no. I mean, it, and here's a question: okay. does, does Le'Veon Bell even get Todd Gurley money? Because he wanted more than that. Why he didn't play? I don't think he touches no. it. I don't think he gets in the in the neighborhood. No, 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 I don't think so. I don't think so. I, mean, I, after, I think he really hurt his value yeah. doing, after, doing what he did this year. Not after sitting out for an entire year. I, I mean, I, I just you I know what mean, else hurts his value. Todd Gurley not playing the last game, not playing at all hardly the first. And C.J. Anderson, who's just a solid dude, yeah. having a big cup. People go back to, man, I get Damian Harris in the third round, second round, whatever it is. There's some like five or six really good backs yes. that are, you know, top three-round guys that you're going, man, I'm paying these guys 800000 Listen, what, happened, pay him $14 what happened in Pittsburgh this year was worst-case scenario yeah, for Lady Connor success, Jalen Samuel's success. Worst-case scenario for him. Plug and play, and the yeah, Jalen Samuels is probably worse than yeah. than, than James Conner playing really well, which is a great story. But Samuels looked explosive; he's a great pass catcher. 
it's really hard in this league. And I know like the differentiating you and I have talked about, like yes. you can win like Ezekiel Elliott is a completely difference maker on that Cowboys team. When he plays well, like it doesn't, like there's a couple of guys that you yes. put in that, in that tier. Le'Veon Bell was in that tier. He was the top of that tier, but I haven't seen him one. He never stays healthy. And two, he's getting older. And three, he just sat out an entire year of football. I'll go back to what I said last year with Saquon Barkley, who I, who I in my opinion, is the top of that list now. Yeah, 100%. If I'm the Cardinals, I don't pay David. I, I like what the Cardinals did with David Johnson. They gave him a lot of money those three years. Yeah. You move on then. I would have taken Saquon one. Right, make You make an argument for it salary cap-wise because you're going to get four years. Yeah, and the, the option. If he plays like he did this year, maybe you throw, throw it out. Yep. And you don't worry about the option in your franchise. If you can get five or six out of him, yep. you let him go. Yes. He's 28, 29. You move on, do it again. And maybe you don't take one at one, but you take one in the third round. You can find these guys. Cream Hunt, who we didn't even, we haven't even talked about yet in the news that him yeah. going to the Browns. Yeah. He's probably looking at half a year suspension. He's a guy that's proven to be right there in the top of this. Absolutely. Yep. That same thing. If you can get one in the third round, you get four or five good years out of him. Somebody wants to overpay him. Let him go. Yeah. Yes, that's the key. That's a salary. It's the opposite of having a quarterback on a you know rookie deal. Yeah, paying, paying, a, run, paying a running back, it's almost death. Yes. in my opinion, because we've talked, we we had a whole show about you know I ranted about drafting running backs high, and that if they're the right running backs, it's worth it. There's yeah. a difference between that and then paying them. Yes, when they're in 28, yes. 29, and thirty, that's what the difference is. Drafting them and taking the risk at twenty three. Yes, I'm okay because it doesn't kill you. Yes, and because again, if you get a game breaker. Like somebody that you truly believe. Everybody knew Saquon would be a game breaker. Saquon would be a game breaker. If Todd Gurley's knee held up, Gurley would be a game breaker. Yeah. These guys go in the top 10 for that. The trouble comes is when you, right now, is when they're 27, 28, 29. The Alvin Kamara right is the perfect example. Yeah. yeah. Ingram's probably gone. Yes. He's going to carry the load. You either do what they, the Cardinals did with David Johnson, which I like, was give him a two- or three-year deal that he might want to sign because he sets him up for life. Yep. And then he gets to redo his deal at 27, 28. Yeah. But if you, if you don't, and you drafted him with the second or the third? Third, the right? Third for Kamara. Yeah. So, geez, I mean, how cheap is that for them yeah. for what he's already given them? You get two more years of that and let him go. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's the that's kind of the what we always talk about the rookie contracts, right, with the quarterbacks. This is kind of that second tier of cont- contractual things that you can do that make a lot of sense from an NFL perspective. Here's what you pay before you pay running backs. Quarterback, left tackle, pass rusher, corner. Sometimes wide receiver, depending on. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm paying a wide receiver long before yeah. I'm paying yeah. a running back, but like, that's that's a big list. Yeah, that's, people, a, that's a big list. salary cap chunk right there. If you have yeah. all those people on big contracts, if you have stars in those positions, yeah. absolutely. That's the that's only- when you're taking guys in the third, fourth, fifth round. Alfred Morris, who has a couple big years, and can get you by. Peyton Barber in, in Tampa, solid running backs. You don't have to take that high, and it depends on your system too. Like yeah. if, you, if you're playing under a Shanahan system, whether it's Kyle or Mike. I mean, what's the, what? I mean, uh, yeah, there are a couple big names, but look at the guys Mike Shanahan turned into thousand-yard rushers on, on zone blocking scheme on the offensive yeah. line. You find guys that fit what they can do. They put that foot in the ground. They they pick a hole yeah. north and south. Yeah, Terrell Davis, like what? Ruben Drones ran for a thousand yards. I think yeah. that that run. Peyton Hillis. And look at this year, Brita. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody that Kyle put in yeah. his offense yeah. had success, which is important because we'll talk about this in the off season. But my big concern before we tore his ACL was that I don't think Jared McKinnon can carry the load of a starting running back. He's not going to have to next yeah. year. Yeah. But that's but that part's important. You yeah. need multiple pieces now. We yeah. are going to transition to talk about a, a, a few of these free agent 
pieces, these these players uh, that are up, that are big names, right? I'm going to go through the top 10 that is on the Sports Illustrated list. And then, as we've talked about, I think in our last podcast, we talked to you guys about how we're going to break down division by division from a free agency perspective, um, what draft Which needs. is different than everybody else does it. For sure. We, we just, mix in the salary cap draft yeah. needs. Yeah. My perfect example of that, I told you last year, everybody, I want Kirk Cousins. Cardinals fans, you're not even in the yeah. realm of getting no. him. No. I don't care what you want. Do yourself a favor. Do a little studying on salary cap implications. Who on your team you could actually cut dead money, all that kind of stuff. Because it really comes down to these free agents of four, five, six teams. Yes. Yeah. Max. Yeah. A lot of times there's only three. Yes. Yeah. And, and we'll so nothing go- happens in a vacuum. Like that we've talked about this already with the Eagles. And we've talked about their situation of like they have to cut guys off their current roster. They cannot play football next year no, they're with the guys the currently under contract. They're over the cap so, currently. Yeah. So, so don't expect a big free agent haul for the Philadelphia Eagles because they can't happen. They can't no, even keep their own guys. No. it's and this is why the, Nelson Aguilar is probably going to get cut. Yeah, this is the part of the training. NFL that people don't talk about as much because it's 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 what requires a little bit extra. It's effort. hard to understand, too. Yes. It's a complex stuff. I'm, I'm not pretending to be a cap expert. No. I know more than most, and it makes sense who's got under what, who can cut who, all those kind of things. But you look, you go back and you cut two or three guys, and all of a sudden you have $27 million to play with. Do you go with two middle-range free agents that are younger? Yeah. Or do you swing for the fences on that pass rusher, you know, whatever it is, and go get probably the first guy we're going to talk about, Lawrence? Yeah, well, let's talk about Demarcus Lawrence, 27 years old from Dallas. Uh, Obviously, very productive pass rusher. Um, Do you guys – what do you guys see happening with him? I think a lot of these pass rushers are going to get franchised and work work on long-term deals. I I can't imagine – they've got some other guys, but Tank Carradine is not Lawrence. I mean, they – Gregory, some of the other ones they've taken flyers on. This dude has put up, and yeah. he's gonna he's gonna get paid. I can't imagine they let him get out of Dallas. Yeah, I'd be shocked he's not franchise. The, the last eight to twelve weeks of the year, he might have been the best pass rusher in football. I mean, I think three of the guys we're going to talk about: Clowney, D. Ford, yeah, and Lawrence. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think okay. they're all no, franchise. Yeah. D. Ford, as the reports are that he's going to get tagged, and the other two guys will. They're they're not letting those guys walk. So Jadavian Clowney's number two on this list. You guys anticipate franchise? That too. one is interesting. I keep hearing they're gonna franchise him, but to me, you let him go. He's paying him twenty something million dollars. Again, quarterback on a rookie contract. You can swing for the fences and say, "Okay, we'll pay him." But now you have JJ Watt making a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. Clowney was a first pick of the draft. He's already making a lot of money. But yeah. what are you, you're gonna have to give him more money. You franchise him is what eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and doesn't have the greatest injury history of all time. Dude. No, it's terrible. Either. That's that's just one that okay. We took the flyer. We got what we could get. But he's not gonna play sixteen games. He never has. He never will. He's never recorded a double digit sack season. That's there's no way you yeah. franchise him as a. Because you're talking about top three defensive end, outside linebacker money. Yeah. No way I give that to him. It's, Not for they have needs. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they have other pieces they need to fix. It's like, uh, How about Earl Thomas in Seattle? Uh, this, is, this has been an interesting one, right? So he's, co- he's coming off that major injury. Yeah. Um, I know everybody and everybody that's ever worn a Cowboys hat is just already expecting to play in Dallas next year. Yeah. I just – He's still, a, he's still a good player. Yeah, he's 29. He's not the player he was two years ago. That's Dallas, a Dallas really doesn't need injury. Him, Dallas doesn't need Dallas him. Dallas has to pay Dak, and they don't need him yet. Yeah, and you, that's another conversation, too, of what should sure. pay Dak. Because I think that, that there's a lot of potential there for Dak to blow up in their face, too. Yeah, and I, so I don't know. I mean, I, it, they ain't coming back to Seattle. No. No. That's for sure. Uh, that's I can see sure. a team that knows him well, that maybe has some young safeties, that needs his leadership, and his brain more than his athletic skill set at this point. Atlanta? There's 
Damn. I mean, they. I mean, with I mean, I know you got Keanu Neal there. And, yeah, but they're two different positions, two different, different spots. But there's there's some interesting ones out there. Yeah. yeah. But I, he's going to land. He's not going to be giant money. No. So, no. To me, he's not a top ten free agent. He's not. He's not really in this list. or shouldn't be in this list. It's name more than what you're going to get or what you're going to have to pay to get. Uh, Landon Collins in New York. He's going to get. He's going to get big money. Yeah, I don't he's know. He's going to have a lot of interest. As somebody watches, he's twenty-five. He's young. Yeah, I've been very concerned about the lack of progress for the Giants um, in contract negotiations. Landon Collins is a stud. Yeah, five star coming out. Stud. Went to Alabama for that reason. Left early. Top ten pick. Just those are the guys I love. I love the guys that have the pedigree all the way throughout and then have success at the NFL level. That is the safest you can get in terms of projecting future production. And he's 25. You give him a five-year deal yeah. and then you don't go any, any yeah. and if you, and you, you front load it. Yeah. So 26, 27, 28, you put all that money in the first three years. And then if you have to cut him after year four, cause he's getting old, cause he's not the fastest guy in the world. No. And he's kind of big for his position. You're fine. You front loaded that money. You, you give him the guaranteed money. Then and you can move on when you can. Yeah, you can build a defense around him. Betcher can build a defense around him. Yeah, very successfully. Yeah, there's no way he should get out of New York either. I know they don't want to get get rid of him. Uh, Tevin Coleman, twenty six. <sighs> pretty young. Pretty, pretty. I I I don't know what his market is in terms of dollars. Okay. I don't know what the league thinks of him. Like he he's he can be an effective player. I don't think I'm paying him as if he's going to be the guy I'm going to give 30 touches a game to. No, you're not. Uh, he's not that guy. I'm paying him like Damian Williams. Chiefs, yeah. to me, locked up Damian Williams. I think it was five million a year. Yeah. Um, he's probably in that market. He'll probably get a little bit longer yeah. deal. He, he, can, like- he can catch it. He's, he's pro- yeah. you know, proven the ability to take it to the house. But he's not, to me, he's not a feature yeah. back. So he's a, he's a nice piece to somebody that has yeah. another guy. Uh, Frank Clark who I didn't realize was as young as he is. He's 25. Yeah, Frank Clark is always young. I feel like Frank Clark's 35. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's yeah. He's going to get paid. Frank yeah, Clark's going to get paid. Yeah. To me, Seattle will make a really big push to keep – because if he leaves, Their defense and Earl Thomas good. leaves, K.J. Wright I think is on this KJ list. K.J. Wright is also on this list. Whew. K.J. Wright's a good football – K.J. Wright might have been the best football player on that Seattle defense last year. Yeah, he was not over Bobby. That's not bad. Not, sorry, not, sorry, not sorry, over Bobby Wagner, but – Besides aside Bobby, from Bobby Wagner, Wagner obviously, because he's, he's the, the given, but yes. Sorry, Bobby yes. Wagner is like here, and then aside from Bobby Wagner, that's, yes. no, that's a good call out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know, when he was when because he, when he was out, yeah, they, they struggled. Yeah, he but, came back with Bobby Wagner and the two yes. of them in the middle. Whew. And Frank Clark, that didn't realize he was that young either. That's what he's saying. getting he's, paid. He's yeah. twenty five years old. The other guys were, and they have salary cap issues. So I don't know that yeah. they can. I don't know that they can throw out there if he hits free agency and they don't franchise him. That that one's going to bring a big number. There'll be a lot of people wanting that. All right. Because uh, there's a bunch of people that run that defense now. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's, San Francisco runs the exact same defense. For sure. There's no. guys that have left Pete. Yeah, Dallas was running a very similar version of that. Yeah, he's going to get paid. Another guy who's young who's going to get paid is Trey Flowers uh, in New yes. England. 25 years old. And also. he won't be back there. No, he will not. They're doing, they do as well a job as what I'm saying of get him while you can get him yeah. and let him go. Yeah, pay yeah. for the prime and move on. Yes. That's, or that's, get him, get him to their primes. I think yes. his prime's probably in front of him, but yeah, you got a hell of a lot from him, yeah. and you're not paying him what, what you're not. You let him hit the market and go. I mean, yeah. that's because he's going to get a lot of money. We already talked about Le'Veon Bell, Deep Ford. You guys, we already talked yeah, about him as well. Um, the last one we're going to talk about here is KJ Wright because this, the Seattle defense. Now, if you've noticed, this is the third player now that we're talking about from the Seattle defense, and all guys that were major impact players throughout this regime and their dynasty that they've had over the last, you know, five to six years. So 
does he stay in Seattle? Does he go? What happens? I think here? I think he's gone because I can't. They can't afford yeah. both. So I think Earl's gone. I think KJ's gone. I think Frank Clark probably stays. Yes, but you yeah. have your franchise quarterback. So they won a Super Bowl with a great defense yep. with all their money on that side. Sure. On a quarterback on a rookie, a rookie contract. Yep. You paid the quarterback. You now have to surround that quarterback so he doesn't yeah. get hurt. And you lose all those defensive players. That's, yep. that's just how it works, people. Yes. I mean, it's, yeah. like the, the, it's a cycle. The landscape of the NFL. You can't pay everybody. Yeah. So if you want to have good players on both offense and defense with a great scheme, you can win that way if the quarterback's getting paid. If not – it's almost like you got to take a flyer on these young guys and hope they can play. Yeah. No, I think this. there's a lot of people on that list. Obviously, we just went through 10 of them. There's a 100 people on this list. There's a lot of interesting names. There's also a bunch of guys that are on that, aren't on the list because they're not free agents because they haven't been cut yet. Yeah. yeah. So the guys, there's a bunch of guys are going to get cut the first day of the league year, April 1st, that are going to be really good pickups. Yeah. That we're making sure. a ton yeah. of money that you're going to get for a lot less than their current contract was before, which is why they're not on the trade block. Between now and May 1st is the interesting time with all the mm-hmm. movement that happens, the draft, the combine, everything that everything that we're going to see happen over the next few months, we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about it from a very strategic standpoint, like Jake said earlier. We're going to look at the cap. We're going to look at what makes sense. We're going to look at positions of need. And it will help you because as a fan, I get hit up all the time about, oh, my God, we're going to get Antonio Brown. And my question to them always is how? How are you going to get Antonio Brown? Because you don't know how much cap money is coming, and you don't realize that you don't have the space. Go look at your team, look at what's available, and then start picking players on the left-hand side that are going to go to make room for Antonio Brown. We talked about it last year, sexy versus reality. Yes. I don't give a damn about the sexy draft picks. No. Give me the freaking guard from Notre Dame from the Colts, who to me may have been the, might have been the most the impact, impactful draft pick. Yeah, from an impact pick. standpoint. If, if anybody of any draft pick last year, yeah. that wasn't sexy. It was solid. That's how yeah. you build, build a winner. That's how you surround Andrew Luck. It's the first time. Keeping him safe. Yeah, it's the first time we've seen Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck upright for most like, of the To that point, pay <laughs> attention to the guard that you get in free agency. Yeah. That's in the outside the top fifty. This maybe fifty to hundred, yeah. but he's an instant starter that has no, yeah. you know, injury history. He's going to play all sixteen games. Sure. That makes you a better team more than taking a flyer on a lot of these guys. Yes, because most NFL teams, I, I can't imagine there isn't a single NFL team in the league that's going to tell you they don't need to protect the quarterback better. I, I can't imagine You're that still winning the that, trenches mm-hmm. more than anywhere else. Yeah, I can't imagine that anyone would tell you uh, differently than that. Jamie, how can everybody follow you on social media? And any parting thoughts on today's podcast? Just that again, just keep like Jake said, keep an eye out for cat casualties because there are going to be a lot of them. Philadelphia is going to have a few of them. Uh, you know, there could be some really. I mean, Seattle's going to have to figure out they might have some cat casualties. Even guys in New York, I like Norris Jenkins might be somebody that gets cut. So there's just there are a lot of pieces out there that are going to change hands. And it's always the underrated guys. Think yeah. about even from a fantasy perspective. Think about some of the guys that really helped your team on offense toward the end of the season. Guys that weren't on rosters this time of year. Guys that got cut. Guys like Damian Williams. You know, Jalen yeah. Samuels was was buried. And you know, so like CJ Anderson. CJ Anderson. Yeah. You know, got cut twice last year uh, since from last offseason through until he got to the Rams. So just again, pay attention to some of these moves and kind of see how they fit uh, in their offenses. Jake. Jake B. Arians on Twitter, Jake Arians on Instagram, and I'm fired up about next week. Indianapolis is always a ton of fun and the hype that goes along with it. And 
that kind of kicks the whole off season off for me is getting to the combine. Yeah, I'm excited to go to the combine. I'm excited to eat at uh, a very, very good steakhouse in Indianapolis, and I'm excited to uh, watch all these kids. They're, they're kids, and I'm excited to watch them all. I'm excited to see uh, to see where who who comes into the combine that we're not talking about that we're talking about at the end of the combine. I will say this too: I love about the combine and the way that it's gone the last couple of years. Guys quit doing stuff at the combine. Now it's become like cool again to go out and compete. Yeah. Maybe you don't run the forty, but I love watching the quarterbacks throw together. Yeah. Throwing the same routes to guys they don't know. Yeah. It's watching it come out of their hands, man. To me, that's where guys start separating themselves. That to me, all these guys in one place, pro days are great, but they're throwing to their own guys. It's so or yeah. yeah. It's not the same thing. You get like no, this a, is a raw, raw version, version of guys yeah. that want to go all show off. And then you always have those guys like Jamie Collins a few years back, just yeah. throw out these crazy freaking numbers that you didn't know. They were that kind of athlete. Yeah, like Ali Marpet that came in a few years ago and just blew everybody away. Yeah, those right. guys are fascinating too. And then does that translate to football or are they just a freak athlete? Yeah. And then we're going to see somebody run the 40 that runs a stupid time that we're all like, oh my God, I cannot believe they just ran the 40 that fast. It happens every year. It's going to be DK we... Metcalf. Yeah. He's... If he runs the 40, people are going to be surprised about yeah, how quick he's, he is. I'm still on the boat that, that John Ross is not faster than Chris Johnson. But... All right. You're still you're still under that assumption. Chris Chris Johnson would agree with you. He likes he's always piping up on Twitter about uh, his records. CJ Two K. I'm uh, I'm a big fan. I still think he ran the fastest forty. He also doesn't like that Derrick Henry's getting compared to him. I saw that Twitter. And so if you haven't seen in, if you, in what way? Uh, if you haven't seen it, go to his Twitter account. Uh, the tweet's very funny about how he hasn't even hit one K. So don't come at Chris Johnson right. yet about that because he's CJ two K. Uh, I'm here for the pettiness. I love it. I love it. Chris Johnson. All right. You guys can follow me at the underscore sports page on both Twitter and Instagram. And you should follow at TD fantasy underscore on both Twitter and Instagram as well. Have a good rest of your week. And we will be back at some point next week. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.